As you remember from the last few weeks, the Beatitudes have been progressively applied. And that's what we hear again today. In the Gospel, the Beatitudes had already been presented, and the author of the scriptures, in this case, Luke and Matthew, Mark, they all had them. Mark turns to Matthew and we hear the application of the Beatitudes. Blessed are they who do this, or blessed are they who do that. We don't have to repeat them all. They are, they are mandates for the Catholic. The Beatitudes, to bless, to accept, to share, and the comfort that God gives us. Well, today Jesus takes us all the way. He continues to take us all the way. Go back to the first reading, and there's a reason for Jesus taking us today all the way. God spoke through Moses and reveals himself as Lord and asks us, the community of the church, to be holy as he is holy. Okay, that was Moses hundreds of years before Jesus comes on the scene so you may, you may believe that, well, maybe they forgot about that. Well, the Jews didn't because they read the scriptures just like we read the scriptures. They go through all of the scriptures in the course of one year. And so do we. We divide it into three, A, B, and C, cycle. So they heard that this year, last year, and the year before. Be holy as your Father is holy. And then we hear the application of that from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Be holy as your Father is holy. And he makes it very clear that we're holy who are baptized into the body of Christ and we are the temple of God. Very important. It's not just a metaphor. It's our faith that we as the body of Christ, baptized Christians, are the temple of God. And we belong to God. And the temple belongs to God. So we as members of the temple, not bricks and mortar or windows, living members of the body of Christ. And Paul in his letter to the Corinthians speaks on two levels. He speaks on the cognitive, the brain level. Then he speaks on the emotional and spiritual level. He says, Please, don't delude yourselves. I don't care how smart you are, how intelligent you are, what career you have, whether you're the CEO of a huge bank or, or someone sleeping on the street. You're all members of the body of Christ. And those of you who think you're smart, intelligent, you know it all, don't delude yourself. I mean, talk about being placed, put in our places. He said, God knows every one of us, and God catches those who think they are wise in their own shenanigans. He, the word we have used is ruses. God catches us. God knows us. And he's saying, you know, we all have people we like. We all have heroes in our lives. And you might have heroes, he's telling the people of Corinth. You might have Apollos or Kephas, Peter, 
or me as one of your heroes, but Jesus is our hero. And everything you do has to reflect Jesus. Because just as Jesus belongs to the Father, you belong to Jesus. We who are baptized Christians. So the application of the Beatitudes now becomes very clear as we quote Matthew's follow-up of the Beatitudes. You heard them a few weeks ago. You read them when you read the scriptures. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. You know the Beatitudes. But Matthew is listening to Jesus. He wasn't there probably. We don't know. But he not only puts this addition to the Beatitudes, this addition could have come from any of Jesus' preachings, but it's applied now. It's great to have a, a, a succinct message from Jesus, but it's even greater to apply that message to our lives. And here he does. This is Jesus. This is as, as remembered by Matthew. Now he's talking to his Jewish audience, and he says... You remember in the Jewish scriptures, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth? What that means is if someone steals your cow, you can take his cow. If someone steals your donkey, you can take his donkey. Equal, eye for an eye. Makes sense. It's revenge to the fullest without any uh, confusion. But Jesus, Jesus challenges that. You heard it said, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, which makes a lot of sense. But I say to you, offer no resistance to the one who is evil. We're in the 21st century. We hear this, and if you go home and put on the news or you read it on your, on your iPhones, you'll hear more aggravation and bombings in Ukraine. You'll hear about suffering in Nigeria and other parts of the world. You'll hear challenges against the Catholic Church from our own territories. And the list goes on. And Jesus is saying, forget getting even. Offer no resistance to those who are evil. Now, please. If you and I were one of those people in the audience as Jesus said this, I wonder what we would have done. I'm sure many people got up, took their belongings, and left. I'm not going to listen to this nonsense. If someone smacks you on the cheek, turn your face and let him smack you again on the other cheek. What kind of nonsense is that? Look at the crucifix. The greatest nonsense. Because he was a person of his word. He offered no resistance. He didn't get even. Even the scriptures say that when he was in dialogue with Pilate, he told Pilate, hey, listen, my kingdom's not of this world. If it was, my father would send legions of angels down to help me. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this world. But he spent his life teaching us about his kingdom. He spent his life teaching us what the Beatitudes are. 
love, mercy, forgiveness, kindness, going the long distance. That's the goal of the Beatitudes and the words mean the blessings. And he reminds us again in the scriptures, the reason you shall love your neighbor as yourself is because you belong to God. And when you're loving your neighbor, you're honoring Jesus, and we're all members of his body, and we're honoring his father. And Paul summarizes that phrase when he says, all belong to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. So when he tells us, turn our cheek, he's telling us to be a sign of peace in the world. He's telling us not to hate and not to steal and not to lend and want back. He's telling us to be a sign of God's kingdom in the world. And God's kingdom is a contradiction to the world. You don't think the people sitting on the mountainside listening to his Beatitudes thought that was crazy talk? Eventually those same people would see him go to the cross. And probably in the back of their minds, see Jesus, you forgave and look, look, look what you got to show for it. But it didn't stop there as you know. The cross is only the first step toward his eternal resurrection. The cross is the world's way of getting even with God. The cross is the world's way of dealing with peace and love and charity. But God's word is the eternal word. And God's word was pronounced very clearly on the third day when Jesus rose from the dead and lives with us now. So God's presence is still in the world, and as I look at you, and I'm part of this community, we are the presence of God in the world. This is a beautiful building, this church. Every seat is not filled, which is symptomatic of the church in the world. The world is used to getting even, bombings, ridicule, rape, robbery. The world is used to that. Turn on your TV. The world is used to people horribly being thrown in front of a train. That's the world. The world is used to people being hit by cars and the perpetrator keeps driving. The world is used to that. And Jesus is asking us today in the Holy Gospel to put a halt to that. To realize that we are in the world but not of the world. And our mission is to bring the kingdom into the world, which means justice, which means peace, which means charity. And again, as charitable as we are to one another, and to ourselves, we are being charitable to Jesus Christ. Because all, all belong to you, and you belong to Jesus Christ.
So the Beatitudes, those eight or seven different uh, authors listed of different numbers, but we, we use in Matthews 8, are a contradiction to the world, as well as the continuation of the application of that Beatitudes. Be aware that we are responsible for the children of the world because they don't belong to you, they belong to the Father. We are responsible to our neighbors who are ill or who suffer domestic violence or who need charity or are hungry. We're responsible for them because they belong to God and so do we belong to God. Our goal is to understand the heavenly kingdom. Yes, eventually we'll get, get there, but right now don't let that bother you. Be the heavenly kingdom here on earth. Don't act like the regular people, the ta tax collectors, those who take revenge. Don't act like the rest who hate and are greedy. Don't act like them. We're Christians, we're members of the body of Christ the resurrected Lord, the Son of the Father. That's why we're here. In a few minutes, we'll celebrate that fact by taking the Eucharist, his body and blood, and being energized by that, so that when we leave here, we can be a contradiction to the world, not just another worldly sinner. We need to be a contradiction to the world because God is asking us Pray for persecutors. That's aggravating. To forgive those who hurt you. That's challenging. To not gossip coming from the Eucharist and going out and gossiping. Contradiction to our faith. Contradiction to what we believe. Contradiction to Jesus. Your brothers and your sisters are gods and you are gods and we are all meant to bring God's kingdom into our homes into our relationships with each other and into the world and this then indeed will be called the blessed <laughs> Thank you.